Hey, 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 thank you so much for tuning in to Make Your Mark Podcast, where I, Crystal Billiot, talk about showing yourself some love, ways to make your dreams a reality, explore some personal development and encouragement, and share tips on ways to become the person you are meant to be. I truly believe that each and every one of us is meant for something so much greater than what we give ourselves credit for. I hope that with this podcast, it inspires you to be more, to do more, and to live more. Hello, hello. I just want to start this off by saying hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Sorry, I like binge watched Tiger King this past week. And so whenever she did that um, on the very first episode, I was like, I am starting that line off my next podcast. So Sorry if you haven't watched it yet, um, because you probably think that was really weird. If you have watched it, I hope you enjoyed that little introduction. But I just wanted to say hello. I'm glad you're back listening and hopefully making your way through this crazy quarantine life. To everyone locked up at home, here's a shout out to you. If you're locked up, locked out of your house. Um, maybe at work or maybe, you know, you're working in the medical field, even larger shout out to you. Uh, we are making it, you will make it. And I'm sending major prayers your way and to all the medical field workers who I mean by that, of course, the doctors and nurses, but even the custodians, the therapists, um, PTs, OTs, STs, RTs, like all those T's you can think of, shout out to you. And we are just sending major prayers your way. I hope that you are just realizing how grateful we are for you. Um, you have truly, you were changing the world right now. And we will always be grateful for that. Putting yourself out there in the front lines, just so scary. I remember when 9-11 happened and the front line at the time was military or firemen or policemen. And while they are very, very still important today, uh, I think it's also just to show you how times have changed. Like the front line right now are the doctors and the ER and the nurses and all of those individuals working on the isolation unit. So shout out to you. Um, It might not truly be an actual war zone right now, but I just feel like the medical field it certainly feels like one. So my little introduction, thank you all and send in major prayers your way um, for anybody affected by this and especially those working in the hospital, but maybe the loved ones, you have loved ones in the hospital that are fighting this diagnosis. So prayers that there's a quick recovery, miracles are happening and just the healing power. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and I found an image and it spoke words to my soul and I just knew this next podcast is what exactly what I wanted to talk about. So it was an image of an angel in the background and I can't remember the exact quote and I'll try and find the picture of it, but what it was saying was, a mother knows how to soothe her baby just like God knows how to soothe you. At first, it was sort of like, eh, what does that mean? And then as I was reading it, it had a little article attached to it. And as I was reading it, it was just, wow, like mic drop for sure. So I just felt like it was the perfect time to talk about that quote once I was reading the article and like 
took a second to reflect on it. I just felt like it was so appropriate to make today's podcast sort of about that quote and how it really, what does it mean and how can we use it in today's world? So as y'all know, I'm a mom. Um, I have two kids. One is turning four this week and the other one is seven months old. And so I have done this parenting of an infant thing twice. Uh, as you know, I am just, you know, trying to figure it out. We, as everyone else, I am a mom that I let my kids cry it out for a little bit, not if they're hurt, obviously, or if they're sick. Um, but just to like a few nights ago, we were trying to get Madeline to sleep. And so I just put her in her crib and she wasn't like screaming bloody murder. I just sort of let her whimper it out. Um, her little soft cry, like no tears were coming out of her eyes. She was just making noises pretty much is what I call it. But I totally do that. Um, I let them just lay there for a few minutes and then I go pick them up. I rock them. Um, and then, you know, put her back in bed or whatever. And I sort of did the same thing with Jules too. And I, I don't feel like I did his as much or maybe I did, but with Madeline, obviously she's a second child. And so as all of you know, second children or third or fourth or whatever child you're on, they just sort of, unfortunately, sort of take the back burner sometimes. And so sometimes she has no choice but to sit there and whimper for a little bit because maybe I'm dealing with jewels or fixing lunches or cleaning up the room or, you know, so she has to sit there for a little while and cry until I get to a stopping point to go tend to her. And so I know, you know, as mamas, we know the difference of cries. Um, if she's crying because she's hurting because of her ears, is very different than just I'm uncomfortable and I'm just going to sit here and whimper until you come and get me because this is my only form of communication. So it's that cry that I'm talking about, not her hurting, not her in pain. Um, so as you're listening to this, don't send pitchforks at me because that's not the kind of cry I'm talking about. But the cry that I'm talking about is that cry when she's hungry and she's wanting a bottle. What do I have to do? I have to put her down to go fix her a bottle. What does she do when I put her down? Then she really starts fussing. She really starts screaming. But in order for me to fix her a bottle, I know that I have to put her down. I know what she needs. I know she needs a bottle. I know she needs food. But in order for me to do that, I have to put her down. I have to let her cry for whether that be 30 seconds, a minute, in order for me to have two hands to go fix her the bottle to give her her feast. So, you know, when she cries when she's dirty, okay, well, I'm having to change her, but she has to sit down for like a second because my hands are full. I have to go put down whatever's in my hands, bring her to her changing pad, and change her. So, you know, as these mom, like as moms of multiple kids, it is hard because maybe I'm in the middle of wiping Jules's butt. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm doing something else that I cannot tend to her this very second. So, she has to cry. And I'm sure I know I did this with Jules too. Like, I made him cry. However, I don't think a lot of his, when he would cry, most of the time it would be I was just letting him sort of whine for a little bit. To in order to, you know, get used to whatever we were training him for. Um, whereas like now with Madeline, I, she cries, but often her cries are, it's because like 
I'm doing something and I cannot tend to her that very first whimper. So, I don't know. Here is, so the connection of all that is she is crying and I'm doing what's best for her. Whether that's fixing a bottle, changing her diaper, whatever. Whatever that is, what is that image in your head? And now change it to fit it to what God is doing in your life. So, sometimes God puts some bad experiences in our life. Um, a lot of times, you know, we give the devil much more credit than what he deserves. Like, sometimes I'm like, not today, Satan. I'm not doing this with you today. And then I think about it. I'm like, maybe that wasn't Satan. Maybe that was God giving me the trials that I would lean on him and not lean on Satan. Like Satan does cause problems, but sometimes God gives us these obstacles to make sure that we are faithful to him, that we are able to overcome them. And so we have these bad experiences. Maybe they're layoffs. Maybe they're sicknesses, this pandemic, this death, whatever it may be. But how is he dealing with that in us, you know? So he's talking to us while he's making our bottles or while we, while he's changing us. He's talking to us just like a mom talks to her infant. So what if he is talking to us, but we're too worried to cry that we don't hear him? We are drowning out his voice. Are we able to hear his calming words telling us, I know you're hungry. I know you need to be changed. I'm coming with your food. I know you're tired. God is telling us that. But if we're just sitting there laid out on the floor and we're crying, are we able to hear his words tell us that? Maybe he's saying, I'm coming to cuddle you. I'm coming to comfort you. But if our cry is so loud that we can't hear him, then we're literally just blobs on this earth crying, miserable, and nothing is going to be accomplished. And our cry is different than an infant. Obviously, we don't throw ourselves on the floor in tantrum tantrums, or we don't, you know, just scream at the top of our lungs. But at the end of the day, they're really much more alike than what you think. So, we cry out to Jesus whenever we need something to survive, just like an infant does. Maybe we cry out when we need to be changed. Maybe that's a change in a job, a relationship, a physical change, a physical transformation. Maybe we cry when we're hungry, just like an infant does, but maybe our hunger is, it could be physical hunger. Maybe, you know, you do go to the food shelters, or maybe you don't have enough money to go get food, and we can cry about that, but maybe our hunger is wanting more. Maybe it's a hunger for being more worthy, to have more respect and relationship. Maybe it's just wanting to be more fulfilled. Like, maybe that hunger isn't so much of a physical hunger, but we are wanting something. We are hungry for more out of this life. Maybe we're crying out because we need sleep. We're just tired, just like an infant gets tired and they need sleep. Maybe we're doing that too. Maybe we're so tired and we're so burnt out of our job or stresses at home or being a stay-at-home mom whenever I don't know what a stay-at-home mom does right now. Like I'm a working mom and I'm trying to adjust and I'm burnt out. So what do I do? I cry. My cry of fatigue is very different than when Madeline cries or when Jules cries. But at the end of the day, it is the same. I'm crying out that I need help, that I am tired of staying in these four walls and I can't go eat my chips and salsa and my queso right now. Like my cry can be very different, but at the same time, it's really the same. 
See, we have needs just like infants do. And sometimes we cry out to God, but just like when an infant cries, the mother tries to comfort and God comforts us. But what do we do? Do we listen to the mother's voice? Do we listen to God? Or are we just sitting there screaming at the top of our lungs? And sometimes, you know, a mother might make a child cry it out a little longer. Maybe the mother has to get to a stopping point or the mother has to prepare the bottle. And while we are doing that task as a mother, what if the baby would stop crying and the baby hears the mom's voice. What does the baby do? The baby sits there and it's just sort of a comfort. Now, the baby can continue to whimper or, you know, sort of, he's not soothed all the way, but he knows something's about to come. And that's where we need to be at in our life, where we're sitting there, we have to listen to him, know how to fulfill our needs, um, and just sit there rejoicing and waiting to hear God's voice. Maybe a mother preparing a bottle for an infant, she's washing it. Then she has to get the milk. She has to fill the bottle. Then maybe she has to warm up the bottle. God is doing that in our lives, y'all. He's preparing us for the bottle so that maybe he's washing it right now. Maybe he's mixing the formula. Maybe he's throwing out the breast milk. Regardless, are we listening to him soothe us while we are sitting in the high chair waiting for the bottle or are we able to hear him comfort us while we're crying because we're hungry whatever that hunger pain might be a physical pain or like a mental or emotional pain are we listening to him and sometimes he makes us cry for a little while because it just hurts you know like it he just wants to pick us up and he soothes us and sometimes like an infant we know something isn't right like we know like, okay, I have this pain as an infant, like, I don't know what an earache feels like for a pain. I'm sure it's the same as an adult, but for an infant, they're like, oh, something really weird is happening on the side of my head and it's really uncomfortable right now. And I'm just going to cry because something is not right. Well, while we are crying, are we sitting down and listening to that voice that God tells us, you know, he's comforting us. He's putting his arms around us. He's wrapping us up and letting us know that we are okay. And, you know, we drift off into that deep sleep because we feel God's presence around us. And whenever he, we feel that, that's God telling us it's okay. I know the plans that I have for you. And in this moment, you don't know them yet, but I know that what I have is so much greater for you. So I want you to relax. I want you to put tomorrow's worries on tomorrow. Let's just worry about today and let's relax. Let's drift off into a sleep, drift off into a space of no worries, of no pain, and feel the comfort. And, you know, when we have cried enough and he talks to us and comforts us and we listen to that Sometimes, you know, our cries, I'm saying the word cries, but you can replace this podcast for when I say crying as prayers. Sometimes we might not physically be crying, but it is our prayers that we're asking God, you know, like me crying and hunger for 
a physical pain might just be me praying to God that I need food to put on the table. And when we've cried enough or prayed enough and God gives us something. Now, I 100% believe God does not give us everything we pray for. If he knows we need X, Y, and Z and we pray for X, Y, and Z, yeah, he might give it to us. However, if I want X, Y, and Z and I just pray for that, more than likely, guess what's not happening? I'm not getting those things. Why? Because God knows that I need something else to be successful. I need something else to be a successful child of God. And that's what he's going to give me. He's not going to give me my will, but he will give me what I need for me to be successful and to honor him and to love him. And maybe we're praying, you know, about a job that he gives to us, or maybe we're praying about being able to conceive and you know, he grants us whether that be the way we wanted it, or maybe it's the way he wanted it. Maybe he wanted it an adoption or fertility treatments or whatever, you know, like whatever his way is, he gives us, he answers those prayers. It might not be how we want it. Um, I do believe though, that he gives us answers of what we need, not necessarily what we want. Uh, and I truly do think that it is important that we know that God, what he is capable of, and I know that God sits with us in our hearts and in our souls, and while we are crying or praying for whatever to happen, that he's there with us, whether he's sitting there soothing us, maybe he's, you know, put us down in the high chair for him to go fix a bottle for us to give us what we need. Maybe he's just sitting there and he's just telling, telling us like, come sit in my lap, like, come let me feel you. And that is okay too. Just like an infant cries and a mother just picks up that infant whenever she gets to a stopping point or whenever she gets the bottle or the food ready. Whenever that happens, you know, the mother just picks up that infant and that sigh of relief in the infant is so amazing. And maybe that right there, that sigh and that relief, that is what God wants of us. God wants us to know that there is a storm. And while everybody's storm is very different, like we might be in a sprinkle right now. I might be in a sprinkle. You might be in like a hurricane, like category five hurricane. But everybody storms different, but at the end of the day, he controls the storm. He controls whatever it is that is thrown at us. He knows our prayers. We just have to make sure that while we are crying and while we are praying, we are listening to him because oftentimes we will drown out what he is saying. We will drown out what he wants for us for our own pleasure and sometimes we don't even hear him anymore um so i just really hope and pray that next time you hear an infant cry you use this analogy of knowing god's grace for us and god's will and that I pray that you just stop for a second and ask yourself, do you find yourself crying to God often? Do you find yourself sitting down and praying to God, whether it's throughout your day or do you just sit down one time at night and pray? And do you have an open relationship? And if so, if it's something, is it comforting to you? Um, soothing to you? Is he talking to you? Because a lot of times we 
don't necessarily hear his words. We want him to hear our words, but we don't want to listen to his words. So are we sitting down and truly listening to his words? Thank you so much for listening. If you like this, go tag me on your social media. Let me know what you think of today's episode and hoping everyone stays well and healthy. Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Make Your Mark. I would love to connect with you on Insta or Facebook. Go on over and tag me in your stories and tell me some of your personal takeaways from today's show. If you want to ask questions or get more info, email me at crystalbilliard at gmail.com. We're all here on this earth for a reason. Go figure out your why and remember to do what you can to leave a lasting impression and to make your mark.